Welcome to this inspiring message from Grace Life Church. We do hope you enjoy it. For more information about us, please see our website www.greaterlife.org.uk. Think about wires, you know, when you got wires on the ground, I don't know about you, but they look for my feet. I'm going to get Gentis' feet. There they are. <laughs> so now the thing is, is God is birthing something in each and every one of us. Now, what he's birthing in you, I don't know. Only you do. But I just wanted to share some things about the birthing process so that we can not be surprised in how God births things. Because first of all, I've noticed that when he births something and it's a new idea, we're not exactly sure exactly what it is. It's something that has to be developed. So now, you'll notice in the Bible that birthing has a lot of uh, things that we, 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 we can see. Most of them were barren. Now, I don't want to make a law out of this. I don't want to make a, a procedure or any kind of a, like a legalistic something that we can grab onto and say, well, God always does it this way because he's going to always surprise us. That, that, that much is sure. Okay, but we can see that so many times when he is birthing someone or something that there seems to be a barrenness prior to it. And, you know, I just put down some examples. There's Sarah, there's uh, Samson's mom, Elizabeth, Hannah. All of these women had a kind of a barrenness. Now, that could lead us to believe, well, God's not birthing anything. You see, but that's not it. He is sometimes barrenness for a time, for a season is God's incubation chamber for what he's birthing in you, okay? And he does that uh, uh, to, to everybody who is called by his name. Everybody is birthing something. Now, another thing we mustn't be surprised, when this divine birth meets opposition. There is often opposition, and it's often a confirmation of the fact that God is birthing something. Now, I, I made an example. When Jesus was born, what did Herod do? He immediately sent all of his soldiers to try to stop the birth and to try to, to uh, kill the royal baby, okay? Um, and you'll also find an excellent example of this in the, in, in the Revelation, uh, according to um, uh, yeah, John where he talks about in chapter 13, I believe it is, uh, 12. Uh, by the way, I'm going to be not quoting too much scripture, but giving you places where you can look, okay? So Revelation 12, he does talk about this woman giving birth, and the dragon is waiting, poised at, apparently at the birth, trying to grab the child before uh, anything can, can be done about it. And then there's another attack on, on the child later on as well. So there will be opposition, there will be attacks, okay? And another thing is, everything that is birthed is not necessarily a positive thing. We have to discern what is being birthed of God and what might be a counterfeit from the enemy because he is excellent at dissimulating things and making things appear a certain way, okay? Uh, we can look at that from uh, just as a type from Genesis 16 when, when, when Abraham thought, well, I, or, or Sarah, she thought, well, I, I guess I'm barren. I better, you know, let my maid go, go, go be with my husband so at least I can have a son. Okay, well, that was a counterfeit, wasn't it? When God said, he said, you are going to have an heir. And he said, it's going to be from Sarah. So there's the one from Hagar. No, that's not God's choice. 
and there's the one from Sarah, which obviously was God's choice. Now, there will also, when God is birthing something in you, there's always going to be a purpose for it. He never does anything gratuitously. There's always a reason for it, okay? Another thing that I've noticed, now, I'm going to be a little bit personal with this because I can only really teach and preach about what I've lived. I don't try to preach when I haven't lived it because I don't think it has any validity and it doesn't, it, it, it stays theoretical, doesn't it? But when I've lived it, something has happened in my heart, you see. Now, about, I, I'm a career musician, as, as most of you know, uh, didn't show much of it there, made tons of mistakes, but that's all right. Um, but you see, the thing is, in 2013, God birthed something in me where he told me he wanted to, uh, he wanted me to write a book on marriage relationships. Now, I didn't want to do it because if I'm, if I'm in music, I know my way around. I know where to go, what, how to get things done. Uh, literary circles, I don't. I, I know how to write a book, but I don't know how to market it. I don't know how to get it published. I, I'm not in that milieu. I don't know what to do. But God said to me, do it. It'll work. Don't trouble yourself with that. And it happened as easy as anything uh, when I finished writing the book, not a week went by, but a major publisher said, yes, we want that. So I didn't have to worry about that at all. Now, what led to this was, I'll never forget, I was sitting somewhere listening to a couple talk, and the man said something to his wife, and I thought, you know, mate, you got no idea how much you just hurt her. You don't even have a clue how you just devastated her. I thought, oh, my goodness, that shows he doesn't really understand how she's thinking at all or what her points of references are. And then I saw the same thing happen, but on the other way around, where a wife said something sometime later that the, you just really crushed him piti pitifully, and you don't even realize it. And that's when I thought there's a huge disconnect right now in our society between men and women, and it's happening in the churches, so we've got to then push that red button. We've got to say, Lord, we've got to shore up the defenses. We've got to put all kinds of emphasis on relational things because it's not going to be your career that's going to make you happy. It's not going to be your, your bank accounts or your possessions that's going to make you happy. It is the quality of your relationships, but that's exactly what the evil one is trying to destroy. That is where he's putting all of his energy in. Listen, do you want to know the devil? plan it's very simple he wants to destroy families he's going straight at them so this is where uh, God gave me this vision and now I thought I'm being transparent here about my own voyage with, with just a vision and something God was birthing so it can take all different kinds of forms here um, I thought, well, he wants me to go on kind of a speaky-type tour or something. He wants me to go minister to churches and things like that, of which I'm, I'm not ill at ease uh, in public and speaking and things. So I thought, okay, that, that kind of works. Uh, but it didn't work. Not at all. As a matter of fact, the very people who I thought should maybe help me and come alongside me, you know, put a big stop sign on me. And, and, and see, there's your barren time. But now... Now that I've looked at it, it actually makes a lot of sense, and I'm, I'm quite grateful for it, because there is a process to every birth, and when it comes to what God puts in you, there is a kind of a path that we can follow. Now, I do want to continually say I'm giving you 
my observations, but he's probably and maybe going to do different things than you. I don't want to make a law. I'm always conscious of that. Uh, uh, okay? So, first of all, when you have the birth of, of when God's birthing something, you have the fertilization uh, process. You have where something sparks in you, and God's, God shows you something, and you, you know that he's calling you to do something. He's putting a burden on you, and, and there's something that's happening in your heart, you see? So there is the, 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 the joining of God in you. Now, without the joining of God in you, it's, it becomes just a carnal birth. It doesn't have any, uh, it has no more weight than any other carnal birth has. But when it's a divine birth, you, you know it. You, you, you just know God's calling me to something here. And like I said, you're all pregnant, all of you. And myself, we're all pregnant with something. We're none of us sterile. None of us, all of us have something that God is calling us to do. Now, then you have the period of gestation. I didn't understand these things when God first gave me this change in vision. So this is why I'm hopefully sharing it with you. And you can take something away with it, with your, with what God is birthing in you. There's the gestation period. Now, just as the, the, the woman has the, the, the baby in her tummy for nine months, you know, you were in your mommy's tummy for nine months before you came out and said, hi, mom, how you doing? Uh, So so you were in a place of protection. You were at a place where the only thing you heard was mommy's blessed heartbeat, you see, and you would hear probably the vibrations from her voice. You uh, You would also feel her moods. You would be sensitive to her moods and things like that. So there's that protective period where God puts you in a place where what he is birthing in you can grow in the best way possible. And uh, this is something that's really, really important. I have never seen God birth something that is a flash-in-the-pan type idea. Personally, now that doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but I've never seen it where something somebody all of a sudden gives something and they get they they get a, a birthing something and all of a sudden it just works and it goes. I've never seen that. Okay, that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. So, but I I have seen that there is always the gestation and growth period. Now, another thing that I have seen is that all of my pregnancies have never turned out exactly how I thought it would you see because God like for instance he wanted he's I thought he wanted me maybe to go on like a speaking tour or something like that no what he's having me do is he's taking certain individuals and really highlighting them and saying spend lots of time with them just a few people kind of like what Jesus did with John and and um and Peter and James you see he had those three he sowed tons of stuff into those three, and he put enormous amounts into John. That's kind of what he's doing with me. Um, and what I see happening, I'm quite thankful that he's doing it that way, although I was disappointed for a while because I thought, yeah, I, I, I kind of like like this to me. This is fun. This is not something, oh, God, i got to speak in front of people. Oh, no, I go, oh, good. I get to share the gospel with these people. Woo, happy days. I, I really like it. It's fun to me. Um, but that's not what he wants me to do. And, but it's wonderful what he is having me to do. I just I, I didn't see it that way, you see, when, he first, uh, when the vision first started. So, uh, now, the, the next thing is, then there's the birth. Now, nothing is birthed without some traumatism. 
There's traumatic, you know, you, you ladies who have given birth. There's, that, I mean, I've been with Judy with the birth of my son and with my daughter. And oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, she got over it pretty quickly. She About a week later, she forgot all about it. You got the baby on her breast and happy and laughing and crying and do what you do with babies and mothers and stuff. I was having nightmares about that, about that, that delivery room for years. And I still remember it going, I don't want to do that again. Because, uh, you know, there she is screaming and near death. And oh, my goodness gracious. Well, I, the birth is often traumatic, okay? Uh, but then once the birth happens, you've got the baby that comes out into the air. And for the first time, that vision, that, that birthing that God has put in you is exposed. Now comes your responsibility. Because now you're responsible for the, you know, to work with God in moving what he is birthing forward and so that it has the maximum result. Now, all of us want to have the maximum possible result from what, we, what, what God is doing in us. That's why we're all here. This is one of the reasons why I love our church. Because this is what I can see just such people of substance here. I get so excited when I see you guys. Because I think, God, there's so much depth here. And it's, it's, it really touches my heart. I mean that. It's wonderful. So now, then you, you, you have the baby in, 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 the, in the air. Now what, what needs to happen is the bonding process. Now, the bonding process can be a bit difficult. You know, some mothers never bond with their babies. It happens. Not very often, but it does. Um, the bonding process is something to where you, you look at your baby and, and there's a kind of a, you know, the eyes meet the eyes, and, the, and there's, there's something to where you're inseparable now. Um, now, the bonding process is what will give you kind of the burden for, your, for your, uh, what, what God is doing in you, you see, because it's something that the Holy Spirit doesn't let you go. He kind of, but he doesn't hassle you. He doesn't come at you, but he kind of continues. It continually nudges you. Okay, this is where we're going, Larry, with what's your birth, and you've got to live with it, and, and it becomes a burden, and, and you, you don't want to see this, this um, what God's birthing to go off the rails. You really want it to have the, the, the best result it possibly can. And in that way, what God's birthing is kind of like a personage. It's not like a thing. It's, there's, it, it's, it's, it's got life, you see. It's got God's life on it. Huh? Then, then comes the training period. Now, this is the point where many, many people will fall off the rails with what God is birthing because we have to be disciplined. God had that period of gestation, especially where he had to discipline me so that the, so that the vision will have the result that it needs to have. It's like your child. You don't just let your child go. And I mean, last night we had little little uh, Sebi, who's who's a year and a half, almost two years old. And man, he's got his paws into everything. You you want you don't dare take your eyes off that little boy for one minute, or you're going to get astonishing results. So you you know what I mean. Uh, it's, uh, and and you see, our, our we have to train. Be trained of God to handle what he's given you. Because what he's given you is divine, you see? And it's not something that you can handle by yourself. You have to work with God in order to make it work. So um, now then, just a couple of things that, 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 are, that, that are practical for us. There's some automatic things, which I know probably you guys do already, but I'm still going to say them because we never get tired of being reminded of, of, of things. I don't anyway. I, I need it. First of all, stay under the covering. 
You have to stay under the covering. When I first met God, the first thing that he said after um, I, I had given my life to him is he said, first of all, the Bible is my word. That is how I'm going to speak to you most of the time. I will communicate with you in other ways sometimes, but a lot of it will be from the word. Then he said, don't try to do it alone. Never try to do it alone. I am so grateful and thankful that he told me that. Because like you, Paul, I've had a bit of rough and tumble. <laughs> I have. And I've, I've had some tumble that was worse than rough and rough that was worse than tumble. <laughs> so, um, And I, I really think that had God not really impressed that upon me, I might have given up on fellowship. I might have. But, but because he said that, that's enough. If the creator of the universe, the one who flung stars into space, tells me something needs to be done a certain way, I'm sorry, he's just got it. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I'm like, man, you know, I don't want it. Well, good for you. I mean, who are you? <laughs> yeah, really. So now, the next thing. Now, especially if what God is birthing involves your church or the, the people in their church. This is... I, I can't stress this enough. You need to go to your pastor. You need to go to your elders. You need to go to your people. You need to talk to them about it. You need to communicate what God, what you think God is birthing in you. Because God is going to use the body of Christ in order to move it into the place where it needs to be moved. And that's what he did with me. And that's what he's going to do in all cases. He's never going to throw you out into the wilderness as a stray and say, go give birth out in the wilderness. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. That's not my God. That's not what he does. So get, get your, 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 your trusted leadership in your church. Have them pray with you. Have them be with you. Because they're going to have something to do with, your, with what God's birthing in you. It's never going to be a Lone Ranger idea. And it's never going to work if it's a Lone Ranger idea. Okay. Now, uh, the next thing is your habits. I, I, like, I like to liken our habits um, now, first of all, I was a military man, but probably the worst that you could ever imagine. I was the worst soldier that God ever put on the earth. Um, I think I, I spent three, three uh, months in the American Navy, and the divorce was beautiful. We, 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 we realized that we both didn't like each other, so we had... It was a, I, I mean, I tell you, I was crying. It was beautiful. most beautiful divorce ever happened was between the American Navy and me. <laughs> but, however... What they do is they train you over and over and over with repetitive things so that whenever you get into battle situations, you do it automatically. You don't think about it. You just do it, okay? Now, that's pretty important when other lives are depending on you. So the reason I'm bringing this up is once I met Father God, I, I realized that my habits were going to have a lot to do with how close I was going to be able to fulfill his will for my life was. Now, those habits are prayer and the Bible. Now, I, I've ha I have a habit of every morning reading the Bible and preparing something for my wife. Now, you do it the way you want. I'm not, please, again, I'm not trying to set up a system for you. This is how I've done it. I, I, I prepare something the night before for my wife and I to partake of, and then at night I do some reading as well. So, and, and, you know, I do like Smith Wigglesworth. I don't do like tons of big, long, thee-thou, whatever prayers, but I'm walking around, I'm doing life, I'm just seeing this little prayer, I'm seeing that little prayer, see it, every, you see, prayers, okay, Lord, can you, uh, I, I invite you into this, I need you in that, you see. Um, so your habits 
are going to determine the strength of what God is birthing in you a lot of times. You need to have these, these stable habits. Uh, spending uh, time in God's word and spending time in, in prayer um, is going to make sure that that birth happens in, in, with the best chances of possible. Okay? So um, conception from birth to maturity will never happen solo. Your leaders will streamline the growth of the child or the anointed activity that's being birthed. What is Now, the question you can ask yourself, and this is a good one. I've had this, actually. What do you do if your leaders really don't run with you? With what you know God's birthing in you? Okay, this is a difficult one. I'm actually... It, I, I'm only bringing it up because it does happen. But I'm not going to talk about it because that's something that you just have to work out. Um, God used my situation where it did happen to me. And it was painful. It was very difficult. Um, but it's something we just have to work through and be absolutely sure of what God is saying. Because sometimes God can talk through some, another person and you're not hearing it. Okay, that, that's possible. Now, is it the case in, in what I went through? I'm not sure. I, 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 listen, I never want to be categorical and say, well, yeah, I just really got it. I really understand it. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm just doing the best I can. And I'm trying to perceive, trying to pick up what God's perfect will is in all of these cases. Now, if uh, your, your leadership is not running with you, okay, then you have a responsibility, don't you? To really stay under the covering of God. You might be in rebellion if you, if you just close the door and leave. You might have to leave and it might be necessary. I don't know. But it is a huge responsibility and a very difficult one to tackle. Which I won't try to tackle it here because I, that enters into the realm of personal responsibility. Which I can't help you with too much. Just to say that never do it alone. That I am convinced about, absolutely convinced about. So, so there we go. God is birthing something today. What is he birthing? I, I don't know, um, but I know that something's going to change today. I'm not sure what it's going to look like, but let's go. Thanks, man. Wow. Wow. You're blessed. Let's all stand together and give these guys a big hand. I really appreciate them. Larry and Judy Jenis. And be thankful for, uh, thankful for the word of God. Yeah, awesome. Take a seat, everybody.